0: I call out to our ancestors, those who bring all that is good and true and beautiful to our ancestor, from our ancestral lines into our lives here today that we might be supported by those who have gone before us. I call out to my own ancestors to stand me- behind me here today that I might speak words that are of use to those who are listening. And I call out to your ancestors that they might inspire you to ask questions, to call in, to send emails, to allow the conversation to be engaged and nourishing for all of us. I call out to those ancestors of ours who crossed vast bodies of land or water to arrive here on this continent, that we might be here to share this time together. We call out to those ancestors, and particularly to the freedom that they sought in that movement, in that journey, and in all that they risked in coming to a new world. And I call out to the ancestors of the people who were here already, those who lived on this continent, before others, those who lived in a good way, and particularly those who found a way to live in a way that allowed all different nations of animals and plants and people and sky beings, et cetera, to live in a good way together so that freedom was understood by all. We call out to these ancestors and thank them for helping ours in understanding how to set up the nation we live in today. We call out to the ancestors of those people who are coming because they continue to seek a dream of freedom. May this country someday realize that dream. We call out to all of these ancestors to be with us here today and hold us well as we discuss freedom. And I call out to the energy of the earth, the most ancient ancestor. We call out to her and thank her for the wisdom of her dreaming that brought all reality into manifestation as we know it here on this planet. We give thanks for the beauty of life, And for the miracle of life, and may we all leave our proceedings here today with a deeper understanding that every single one of us is a miracle. Life is a miracle. And let us live this way, this day, in a way that expresses that miracle. We call out to the energy above, and by whatever name you call the highest power of the universe, call it down, call it into our proceedings here today that we might be blessed, that we might be protected, and that we might experience the generosity of life here on earth. We call in this energy to inspire us and to help us to be here together in a good way. And may all of these energies, our own, the energies of our ancestors of the earth and sky and the energies around us and the energy of all your helping spirits, come together in your heart. May your heart be made strong today by our proceedings. May it be made clear and wise. May it be made open. May it be made full with love that you can draw up the true passions in your belly and align them with the clarity of your mind and discover in your heart why you are here. And use whatever it is that you draw from this day to live it. Do one thing today, at least one, that allows you to step forward more fully into your own soul's purpose. You have come with a unique gift to give to the world. May all that we do here today inspire you to give it. Thank you all for joining me here today. Our topic today is freedom. Why are we talking about freedom? We're speaking about freedom because it is essential for love. I believe it is essential for love, and that love is essential for the power to act authentically. Doing what has always been done does not require authenticity. Doing what you have been doing over and over and over again, day after day, year after year, does not require authenticity or creativity. But it doesn't even require much power, because it feels easy. It feels comfortable. However, your authenticity, your soul's purpose lies out beyond that realm of comfort and ease, out past all those places we are already familiar, we are already comfortable and happy, and moves out into that realm where we must risk that which we fear. We must reach beyond what we know to come into the men and women that we have come here to be. And this is really what we've de- I dedicate each show to one way or another, to dedication, to serve the spirit in humans, to go out and find the courage and create the freedom to love, and in that love to live the gift that they've come to bring to the world. So I invite you all here today to talk to me about freedom, or talk with me about freedom. And the main question I have for each one of you here today is, are you free in your life to express your power? If you're going to live authentically, you must choose to live your power. But are you free to do that in all realms of your life? Do you give yourself the freedom to express your power personally? In your own relationship with yourself, are you truly honest with yourself mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally? Do you even feel your feelings? These are the kinds of questions we're really going to ask today. Have you taken the time and spent the energy and allowed the self-reflection necessary to live freely, at least in your relationship with yourself? Are you free to express your power in your work in the world? Is there a way in which you can be truly yourself in that thing which you do for hours and hours and hours every week? Are you free to express what you believe about spirit, what you feel, what inspires you, and what moves you? Or are you bound by the notions of others, by fear that if you were to step out of some imaginary bounds others have shared for you, that your authentic experience of that highest power of the universe is somehow not correct, is somehow not right, would somehow bring doom and gloom upon your life. Are you free to think? Are you free to think your own thoughts? And are you free to discover thoughts within yourself you may not like? Are you free to discover feelings inside of yourself you're not proud of having? Do you give yourself the freedom to discover where you are afraid And bring love to bear in that moment with yourself to step forward. So this is what our conversation is about today. And I have a quote here from H.L. Mencken. And this is, I hear this far too much, which is the average man does not want to be free. He simply wants to be safe. So are you average? No one listening is average. You may pretend to be average. You're, you have the freedom to do that.
1: That is the glory of free
0: will. You have the freedom to be average. But from a shamanic perspective, every single one of you is unique, and there is nothing average about that. Every single one of you listening has unique genius. It may or may not yet be realized in your life, but it is there. And if it lies latent, may this conversation here today about freedom inspire you to wake it There is no time like the present to become who you are meant to be. What are you waiting for? You have the freedom to be the man or the woman that you've come here to be and to express those gifts in the world. So I have another quote here we'll we'll put next to our little quote of the average man does not want to be free, he simply wants to be safe. This other quote begins in this way. Security is mostly a superstition. It does not exist in nature nor do the children of men as a whole experience it. Avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than outright exposure. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing. To keep our faces toward change and behave like free spirits in the presence of fate is strength undefeatable. Let me read this again. Like a poem, certain things need to be read twice so that we can hear it The second time with our heart security is mostly a superstition it does not exist in nature nor do the children of men as a whole experience it avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than an outright exposure life is either a daring adventure or nothing to keep our faces towards change and behave like free spirits in presence of fate is strength undefeatable and this my friends is a quote by helen keller And if Helen knew this as her life's existence, we can too. And this is what I encourage you to take from today, is to keep your face toward change and behave like a free spirit in the presence of fate. This is strength undefeatable. So what is freedom? As we continue in this conversation here today, Um, I found this quote from C. Wright Mills. Freedom is not merely the opportunity to do as one pleases. Neither is it merely the opportunity to choose between set alternatives. Freedom is, first of all, the chance to formulate the available choices, to argue over them, and then the opportunity to choose. And this is the freedom that we will be talking about today. And we're going to look at freedom as it exists or doesn't exist within ourselves in the physical world, in our emotional life, in our mental life, in our spiritual life. Because one of the messages I see coming, it's like a pattern that keeps coming from those amazing human beings that are imprisoned in their country, be it America or elsewhere. They are imprisoned by their government. And they come from that time in come from their time of physical imprisonment, understanding ever more deeply that true freedom exists within us. We claim it ourselves, and it doesn't really depend on whether or not we have the freedom of movement, whether or not we have freedom in the physical world. That freedom, true freedom, the freedom to live your soul's purpose, comes from the freedom you offer yourself through self-reflection and transformation, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And so, drawing on this pattern that emerges again and again, as these great people, men and women, are physically imprisoned, and in that, and they seize that as an opportunity to just to discover the deeper nature of freedom. This is what we will discuss today. So. James Baldwin says that freedom is not something that anybody can be given. Freedom is something people take. And people are as free as they want to be. And so as we go into this break here pretty soon, maybe you can take a moment while the ads are running to ask yourself, do you want to be free? Do you want to be free? Because you are able to be as free as you want to be. You may need some skills. You may need some healing to do it. But you are able to be as free as you want to be. So do you want to be free? And if so, how much? So again, welcome to the show today. Thank you for being with me. And we'll be back after this break. We are live. Feel free to call in or send an email. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Why Shamanism Now with your host, Christina Pratt. And I have a little moment here I'd like to take as we um, forge ahead in our conversation today about freedom. And yes, we are live. As a nice lady said, you're welcome to call in or email me at christina at org. So I just want to take a moment and let you know that I, I, I believe that it's very important to be speaking about transformation right now at, in this time of great chaos and upheaval and fear. It's incredibly important because... It is what we're doing here, and it doesn't really matter the circumstances of the world around us. It's always what we're doing here as humans, and yet we live in a particular time where most of us have been sold a pretty, um, let's say, distracting bill of goods about what our life is about, and most of us are pretty well distracted from the true purpose in why we are here. So, for that reason, I've committed the time and energy to do this show once a week. And for those of you that care, that are listening and have been listening and are finding value in the show, I'm going to ask you to do one thing for me, which is over the next week, would you please tell, I don't know, one to three of your friends you think might be interested about the show, and see if we can get some more people on the mailing list, see if we can get some more people connected um, through the various places the show is presented on the Internet, and get more and more listeners my ability to keep the show on the air is going to depend on my ability to show others who are involved in the field of transformation that it's worth sponsoring this show and i can't do it if people aren't listening so if you could help me to continue to grow the list of people that want to hear the show it's you you can get on the mailing list just for the show you won't receive anything else from last mass center unless you ask for it but anyone is welcome to just be on the mailing list for the show which means once a week you get one email that reminds you what the show topic is and includes that link so it's easy to get to the show. And easy to get to the downloads um, on Voice America or iTunes. So um, please, if you could just help me to spread the word, to continue to spread the word, and, and to keep doing it, especially if you feel inspired by the show, just keep speaking. One of the most powerful freedoms that we have in this country is to speak. And in the very beginning of my teaching, what was interesting is people would come to these transformational week-long workshops that, that would create so much change in people's lives that uh, people would ask them all the time, "What did you just go do? Oh my God, you look fabulous!" or whatever. And excuse me.
1: <coughs>
0: and these people would say, "Oh, I went to a spa." That people were really afraid twenty years ago to say publicly with their friends or certainly at work that they'd gone to a workshop that involved shamanism. And yet it was transforming their life. It was working. It was effective. And people sincerely wanted to know because they wanted some of it. And yet for years, no one would speak. And so for years, all those opportunities were lost for all those people that sincerely wanted to know to find out that this was an effective path for them. That our ability to speak and our ability to speak honestly about what we love, about what is beautiful in our life, about what we are truly doing. Another place of this is people constantly tell me that they go back to their physician or whatever healthcare provider, and whatever healthcare provider can't believe the transformation the person has had, or the cancer's gone, or the whatever it is. And they ask what the person did, and the person won't tell them about whatever alternative care or shamanism that they participated in because they're afraid to look, what, strange to their doctor. How is the healthcare system ever going to understand how people are truly getting healthy if we don't speak? We live in a country that makes a big deal about the right to speech. Speak out. The right to free speech. Speak out. Tell people what you're doing. The truth. That I have found in my experience of this, and I was afraid to talk about it too and I was spending my whole life doing it. I understand the fear. But the fear is an illusion. Because what I have found is that many people, especially now, 20 years later, want the answer dearly in their hearts now, and you hold it. You have the opportunity to speak for the universe to these people. Who are you to not speak? And what I find is that people want the information. They don't think I'm strange because of it. And those that didn't want that answer don't want to know, and they move along. And that there are no negative repercussions. Because the people that don't want to know quickly forget. And the people that do want to know strengthen that network of transformation that I am trying each week to inspire each one of us to step into. I know, believe me, I know shamanism is not for everyone. It's a hard path. It asks for true discipline in your spiritual life, your mental life, your emotional life, and your physical life. It's a tra- challenging path. That's part of the reason it works, but it is not for everyone. So my goal each week is to s- inspire each of you, not necessarily to shamanism, not certainly not necessarily to my work, but to inspire you to take a step from wherever you are into a transformational life. Every single one of us has the power of free will, which gives us the power to change and transform. We have that freedom. Use it or lose it. That is the message each week, is to seize the freedom that you have to transform and to do it in whatever way suits you. There are many, many, many options. My goal is simply to help you understand What options will be fruitful for you because they will work and to know when you're wasting your time. So anyway, moving along to our topic of freedom. One of the things that's important always to remember about freedom because we're, we can be a little crazy in this culture and we get a little distracted and, and frankly a little juvenile about our definitions of things sometimes. We're a young country. You know, there were people, there are nations much older than ours here, certainly, and we acknowledge that today, and many of them have a much deeper understanding of what freedom really means. Um, But I'd like to share an old perspective, which is that without discipline, there is no freedom. And of course, without freedom, there is no true discipline. So in other words, my uh, choice to step into my morning practice, um, my choice to step into my morning practice can only be a choice if I'm free to make it. So there is no true discipline. To be a disciple to myself, to dedicate that time and energy in the morning to my practice is a dedication to myself. It's not to my teacher. It's not to anything else. It's me making a commitment to myself. And I have the freedom to make that choice. At the same time, if I don't have any discipline in anything in my life, there is no real freedom. And that's what I want to get around to talking about here today is How do we bring the appropriate discipline, the effective discipline, the fruitful discipline to our life emotionally and psychologically and spiritually in particular so that we're truly free to choose? Because as many of you know, addictions limit your freedom to choose because once you're addicted to something, that's the choice you keep making over and over again. So you're not free to choose anymore. And if anyone's tried to be in relationship with addicts, one of the first things you recognize is they're kind of boring because they always want to do the same thing over and over and over again. I mean, I don't know if any of you have ever had the strange mixed opportunity of um, being in love with a sex addict. In the beginning, it seems fabulous. You have this person who's really interested in a sex life, and it's great, especially for those of us that aren't 18 anymore. This is fabulous. And then you realize very quickly they're only interested in the same thing over and over and over again, and that's boring. Addictions limit our choices. So we get patterned or habitual or addicted, frankly, in our emotional patterns, in our mental patterns, in our way we think of spirit and the way we experience ourself relative to the energetic world. These are all places that if we bring discipline to this place where we don't have freedom of choice, then we can find true freedom but without that discipline we're just stuck doing the same silly thing over and over and over again and the thing is you've already done it you've done it that's you know move on and so that's what we're really looking at is how do we seize the ability to move on where we have not been free to move on so we're talking here about freedom so we're talking about this because i actually believe that freedom is essential in the environment for an adult to experience love. And I believe that it is absolutely critical that we are engaged in a loving, cherishing relationship with ourselves, with our relationship with our professional life, with the intimate people in our life, and the communities in our life. That it is important that we come from love, not from a place of fear, in contrast to love, but also not from a place of heartbreak and disappointment, but that we really step up to coming from a place of love. I don't feel we can do that unless we're free. A lot of people say, well, I can't do that unless I'm safe. And when I hear that, what I understand is going on is that a person didn't get their needs met as a child. There's still a a legitimate child need for safety that's now out of time because the person isn't a child anymore. Now they're an adult. But they're still expressing from that legitimate child need to be held safely in a loving, consistent, um, truthful environment. The thing that scares children the most, and I know this from 20 years of soul retrieval work, is when what they're being told does not sync up with their intuition. As soon as there's a dissonance there between what they're being told and their intuition, they start being afraid. And that children can go through almost anything without fear if those that they are counting on are speaking honestly to them in an age-appropriate way with what they sent. And so this is what we're going to talk about as we come back from the break, is how do you get freedom from these stories of the fear of the child, where the child didn't get their needs met, and so those needs still play out in your life today, driving you into fear again and again and again, and away from love and in that, away from the freedom to choose, to be who you have meant to be in this life. So I hope you all will join me as we come back from this break, and thank you all for being on the show today. Welcome back, everyone. This is Why Shamanism Now and your host, Christina Pratt, and today we are talking about freedom, and we have a live caller today. We haven't had a live caller in ages. So, Jackie,
1: thank you for joining us on the show today. Oh, You're welcome. I've been... Working a lot on what you're just exactly what you're talking about. Um, and I don't know, the question, or maybe the way I see the issue, is no matter how many times you tell someone you are loved, you are okay, you are the right person in the right time, if we weren't told this when we were ch- children. It, that doesn't. We don't believe it, and when we don't believe it, it's really, really scary to act as if we really
0: are loved.
1: Well, and, and I think um,
0: this is the beauty of shamanism, in that it helps us remember that we're not bound in a linear relationship with time. So you're right. If we didn't hear it then, that kid doesn't believe it, and, and that kid inside of us is going to keep us not believing it forever. But the beauty mm-hmm. and the weirdness of time and shamanism is that we can go back now, the magical grown-up that we are, to that kid inside of us and give the kid what he or she wants. You know, that we can say that. If we can say that in a convincing way and consistently to the child, then that child can hear it.
1: So we're speaking to our own self, sort of. Precisely. And And the
0: truth is, as long as we continue to look for someone else to tell us that,
1: we will uh, fail in that
0: transformation with the
1: kid. So we're the only one that actually can say that.
0: Yeah, and I'm sorry for those uh, of you that are making uh, tons of money in therapy, but that's basically the bottom line of every therapeutic process you need to give it to yourself. Whatever it is that that part of yourself wants, you need to give it to yourself, and you can. You have the freedom to do that, and in that, you don't change history. Whatever happened, happened. But you have the freedom to change the way you carry that history in your life. You have the freedom to choose. You can't just choose mentally. You actually have to have the courage to do what Jackie is talking about. You must go back and feel what you felt as a child that didn't feel good, that's still not feeling good, and meet the needs of the child. And you can do that. And frankly, nobody else really can. I mean, so, one of the things I realized in this work myself, precisely this work myself, it, it totally let my parents off the hook. When I felt that the child, the unresolved childhood anger that I was carrying around, knowing the beauty of my two parents, I just went, oh, well, they could never have handled this. Well, of course they couldn't do everything I needed when I was angry because they can't do this. But I can. I am capable because it's mine. And so for me, that's the beauty of shamanism is that it reminds us we're not stuck in time and space and we can go back. The important thing to understand about freedom is you're the only one who can go back and do this. Now, you may need help to hold space, and I don't know if you found this in your work, Jackie, but we may need help to hold space to go back to ourselves, but ultimately, no one
1: else can give us what we needed, but we can if we well were that sounds here. important this whole space thing yes uh, what what do you mean?
0: well, what I mean by that is that <clears throat> sometimes i I am so boiled or heated or stuck or frozen or, or or moved in some way by the process I'm having with that little kid inside of myself.
1: Uh-huh. It's
0: so painful. I can't make the neutral space to have that conversation. Uh-huh. And we only need sometimes we only need one person who's just there listening and their physicalness, their heart their spirit, their presence creates a bigger space now. Now it's not a one-person circle, it's a two-person circle. And uh-huh. that, and and in that, I'm capable then of doing what I need to do with my little self. And oh. if, if that's not enough, then we need a bigger circle. That's what I see from shamanism. And we just keep creating a bigger circle with more people, or more skilled people, until we have a space that's big enough for the transformation that's asking to happen
1: well so can can this so why is shamanism different from therapy because when you go to a therapist that's what you think you're paying for well and with a
0: good therapist to the extent that we're working psychologically and mentally and somewhat emotionally that is what you're paying for with a good therapist Mm -hmm. certainly the issue that i find with people is that we need freedom spiritually emotionally, and physically, and those realms of who we are don't manifest through language very well. Oh. So we can't talk our way through that. And most therapies involve talking. So as therapies move into dance therapy or art therapy or or sort of non-talk therapy, they certainly begin to move into some of the emotional healing that needs to happen or the spiritual healing that needs to happen. Personally, I'm an advocate for under, for for having the right tool for the job. So I have my therapist for the mental, psychological transformations that need to happen. I have my, for me it would be dancing, but a way to move the emotional things that need to happen. I have my shamanism for the spiritual things that need to happen and I have whatever body work or whatever I need for the physical things that need to happen and I don't try to make the therapist be everything for all the problems I'm carrying around.
1: Well, it's been very clarifying and I know you were going to talk on about freedom, but uh, thank you very much for this contact and for this information.
0: Well, thank you for calling in, Jackie. Uh It's it's exactly where I wanted to go right now in this section of the show was just talking about how the child who didn't get what he or she needed carries that until they do. It's just the nature of things. I didn't invent the system. I'm just trying to help us all understand how to use it. Okay. And so, What happens when we become grown-ups is we are given freedoms by age, right? From 18, you're free to go to war. I mean, free to vote. I mean, you you gain certain rights and privileges and freedoms as we age into them. But that doesn't necessarily mean we're growing up. We still have these kid parts that have these needs that aren't met. And if we're unaware of this, the kid needs – become perceived needs as an adult. And what I mean by perceived needs is there are things we think we need, we feel we need, we're sure we want, we're desperate for, but they're not real needs of an adult. They were real needs as a child. So I don't want to dismiss or disregard or disrespect anything about what happened in your childhood that needed to have happened and didn't. There's lots of that in our lives. Childhood is a different condition than adulthood. In a child's life, you are literally dependent. That is the nature and the circumstance of childhood. It's part, part of the reason it's so frustrating. As an adult, technically speaking, you're not dependent any longer. Therefore, those unresolved needs of the child are no longer appropriate for you as an adult. But we still carry them because we're not a culture that practices true transformational initiation which would resolve this issue. So here we are as adults with all these unresolved childhood needs that Jackie is speaking about. It takes enormous courage to go back and feel them because we want to just age out of them. We don't want to feel them again. We want to move along. But that's what traps you in the illusion of freedom. It's a complete illusion. And Goethe said, none are so hopelessly enslaved as those who falsely believe they are free. And this is what we're talking about. This is what these unresolved childhood stories create, is this sense of false freedom. So what I am encouraging you all to do is to understand at least, if that's all you take from today, that the fears that drive you as an adult are largely, perhaps 100%, coming out of these unresolved stories of you as a child where you didn't get what you needed as a child. And that's true. It's legitimate. You didn't get what you needed. We need what we need when we're kids. It's not negotiable. The issue for you now is to have the courage and to understand that you have the power and you have the freedom to go back in time to yourself because you carry all those little selves in your body. It's not a long trip. You go back in time to these parts of yourself. You learn how to tune in. In my work, I call that energy awareness. Not rocket science. It's just about being willing to tune your mind to an internal frequency instead of this external frequency. It doesn't take any special gifts to do it. But the point is, you go back in time, essentially, within yourself to these childhood cells. You give them what they need. So their needs are resolved. So the fear that you won't be loved, the fear of instability, the fear of things being out of balance, the fear of death, of annihilation, of abandonment, all these fears no longer drive your everyday adult life. Because when your childhood fears are driving your contemporary adult life, you are not free. If you are not free, it is very challenging to love. If you cannot love, it is very challenging to live yourself authentically because you're not authentic. You're a kid and a grown up at the same time. It's not authentic. If you're not being authentic, it's very hard to live your soul's purpose. And if you're listening to this show, you want to live your soul's purpose. So you don't have any choice but to learn to talk to those children, to give them what they need, and allow yourself to move forward and to begin to live your life recognizing, oh, this is a perceived need. This is not a real need. And to discover the child who's carrying that need, give that child the love, the care, the whatever it is that he or she needs, and move on and gain emotional freedom. And true emotional freedom would be to simply be present in the moment without any parts of you stuck back in the past of your childhood. And that's possible. And every mystery school that has ever existed created by humanity here on Earth has taught practices for this. And I teach them in my own teachings. Um, there isn't a choice. It's not optional. If you want emotional freedom, you have to be willing to rescue your child from the past. Thank you all. One more break, and I hope you all come back. Welcome back, everyone. You are on uh, Why Shamanism Now, and this week we are talking about freedom. And we were just talking about getting emotional freedom by being willing to work with the unresolved issues of your childhood stories and to not get into talking about them too much, but just to resolve the needs of the child and to move along. And there's a beautiful quote here by Marilyn Ferguson that just says, ultimately, we know deeply that the other side of every fear is a freedom. And this, to me, is my little motto for that work with this wounded child story, because the truth is we need the child functioning in us in a healthy archetype, not in the shadow of the archetype of the child, the wounded child, but as a healthy child archetype, so that we can go forward on this grand adventure of living our soul's purpose, facing the unknown with awe and trust and a great relationship with our helping spirits and the people we meet along the way, and that it's the child, that little sort of Tom Sawyer inside all of us, that has that capacity to be in the new without needing to know, to be in that uncertainty. And if we can't do that with joy and awe and wonder at the miracle of life, it's just too dang hard to find your soul's purpose as a grown-up. You must have that child archetype alive and well within you, and the only way to do that is to rescue it from all of those wounded child stories, which, by the way, you've already lived through, so it isn't going to kill you. Just do the work. Okay, so moving along. John Dewey says, the only freedom that is of enduring importance is the freedom of intelligence. That is to say, freedom of observation and of judgment or discernment, exercised in behalf of purposes that are intrinsically worthwhile. The commonest mistake made about freedom is, I think, to identify it with freedom of movement or with the external or physical side of activity. So in other words, there is an issue here of freedom that is about mental and psychological freedom, your freedom of thought. Can you move your thoughts down a pathway you haven't already thought before? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, the most beautifully illustrated version of that is What the Bleep Do We Know, which everybody and their brother saw years ago when it came out. But if you didn't see it, see it again, or if you haven't seen it for a while, watch it again. It's everywhere. Go rent it, Netflix it, whatever. But watch it. It's about being willing and having the courage and understanding that the way that our nervous system works, things we think over and over and over again get easier to think. So if you want to think something new, if you want freedom in your mind, in your psychology, in what goes on there in your brain, you've got to be willing to take it and to think a new thought. Slow the other things down, and move down a new pathway. Kierkegaard said that people hardly ever make use of the freedom they have. For example, the freedom of thought. Instead, they demand freedom of speech as a compensation. So, for all of us, since I try to give all of us something we can do after a show, let's look at this in our life. Let's slow down our freedom of speech. I know I said in the beginning of the show to use your freedom of speech, but on the other hand, Slow down your freedom of speech and really think about something first before you just start talking about it. And see if you can find the prison you've created in your own mind about what you do and don't allow yourself to think about and how to think about. So, what, what, were, what I feel has come into my life through my 20 years in shamanism is the understanding that for love to truly flourish in its higher sense, not the limited, constricted, romantic love sense that's in pop songs and country music and all of that, but for love to truly flourish in a shamanic sense, in other words, that energy that animates all things. That connects all things and moves. And from a shamanic perspective, everything is happening through relationship. And so, what you want to be looking at your life is the quality of relationship that you have with everything, including yourself. Right? Do you have the freedom to be yourself in all of these relationships? And in that, do you have the freedom to love? And that loving the way you want to love is 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 extremely powerful experience and that we really can't love without freedom. And so think about that in your relationships, especially in relationships that are scripted through uh, marriage or some other construct of repetition in your life. Is, imagine going into those relationships, either with yourself or with another or you with your job or some relationship that you're in um, day after day after day, And see if you can think about it differently. Think about how can I bring more freedom into this relationship so that I have the greater opportunity in this relationship to be loving. I find it very interesting as I've been speaking in my life to people about a new new intimate relationship in my life. Almost every single person to the person comments, well, that will go away, it will change. Isn't that interesting? Instead of being inspired by the enthusiasm and the passion of new love and bringing that back into whatever their relationship is, instead there's the limiting of freedom, the bringing it back down and saying, oh, well, that will go away. You just wait. You know, from a shamanic perspective, frankly, that's cursing somebody. Now, of course, people aren't intending to curse, but the point is, to give ourselves the freedom to reinvent, to think new thoughts, to understand our relationships, understand what it is we're doing in our life in a new way, constantly. And one of the reasons that I believe personally as contemporary Americans that we need to do this, if you don't can't get sold on the love thing, the reason we need to do this is that we're not free unless other people are free. And that's part of how our understanding of freedom is set up. Um, Carl Schurz says, If you want to be free, there is but one way. It is to guarantee an equally full measure of liberty to all of your neighbors. There is no other way. So for you to be free, you need to be able to experience your relationship with other people, but from a shamanic perspective, we would also say with the natural world, with the spirit world, with all living things, the freedom to live their lives unimpeded. And, and so it takes a great deal of emotional and mental maturity to live in a way that everybody gets to be free to pursue their destiny. And the only way that's really going to work is if people are coming from love to the best of their ability that we live sustainably and renewably and all of these things. And, and so for us to move to a place of true freedom within ourselves, we must honor and respect the freedom of others, especially those people who don't agree with us. And so for us to do that in a good way, we have to be mature within ourselves. We can't be triggered like unresolved children by everything everybody does that isn't the way we want them to do it. So I encourage you in your own life, personally, with yourself, with your work, with those that are intimately in your life, to explore the freedom to be more authentic emotionally, mentally, spiritually, in your lives, in your relationships, so that we all have a prayer, actually, of extending out from our intimate circle of life into... The web of humanity ultimately that may be too big a leap. maybe we could just extend out to our community or at large and to begin to connect with and embrace those who have come here in search of freedom that is our ancestral legacy granted our ancestors didn't always get everything right but it is the song we are all here singing together so i invite you all to be free Be free to be yourself and to claim that it is your right and it is also your responsibility. So, thank you all for being with me today. I can't believe the show is already over. Next week, the show is Shamanic Transformation. It's not magic. It just seems that it is. So, we're going to talk about why shamanic transformation works when other things don't always. Thank you all for joining me. I thank the ancestors for being with us, the earth below, the sky above, and the heart that unites us all. Again, you're welcome to ask us for a weekly reminder about the show. Downloads are available on Voice Voice America site and iTunes. And anything you need to know about me, Shamana Keeling, is on our website, lastmasscenter.org. Thank you all for joining us this week.